how you speak to yourself mm-hmm. um, is so it. important. Yeah, like even if you're you're not having a great day, the words you use to describe yourself or those internal uh, monologues you have mm-hmm. can have a real impact on how you move and how you go around this world. So just try and speak to yourself like you're speaking to your best friend, your sister, your mom. Like uplift yourself because your thing is you're doing your best, and your best might look different every day, mm-hmm. but. You're doing your best. Bonsoir. Welcome back to another episode of the Coco Girls, episode 34, I want to say. I am Daria. 34 sounds right. Hi, guys. I'm Nai. Welcome um glad you're here happy to be here ourselves yeah what's good and, and everybody says nothing ain't good in the hoods <laughs> oh. there's no petrol in the uk so. oh my days don't even get me started what is my life <laughs> like, I was gonna ask when how your whole you personality doing? is your car like okay uh, no, I, was just, <laughs> I was just about to say how are you doing but in light of the petrol crisis i guess uh, mm. i had to get an uber the other day after an um a wedding and the prices were just a mazzle, like, because everyone, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just wild out here. Like, Uber drivers have got to do what they got to do. Everyone's just troubled. I was in Oxford Circus and it was saying, like, £60 back to ends, which you don't know what that is, but... <laughs> £60? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, how's things with you? <laughs> um, uh, bibliographies will be the death of me. That's what I have to say. Does that mean that you're coming up to the end of your deadline if you're on bibliography, or does it mean you're doing it as you go? Oh, no, 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 no. We're doing it at the end now. We at, we're at the end. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we yes. just want to submit. So uh, having not slept for more than three hours over the past three days, um, I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> cool. We're sending you all happy wishes, and we know you got this. So, yeah, keep on going. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, so let's get into the news. This week I am doing the news, and obviously when I do the news, we go over to the Caribbean. So I've got some general random, I said random updates uh, first, and then I'm going to go into three, I think I've got three stories today. So the first of news was that Guadeloupe experienced an earthquake of 5.3 over the weekend. No one was hurt or injured. I just saw a lot of people mm-hmm. doing up Kiki on um, Instagram just about, <laughs> you know, like, you know how Caribbean people are just expressive and extra. Um, but I'm glad that okay. I'm glad that no one was hurt and I'm glad that it wasn't too serious. Um, That's the main thing, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Spotify, we mentioned this before earlier uh, in the year that Spotify was looking to expand into new Caribbean markets and it has now mm. happened officially today. So um, following a successful launch in the Caribbean in early 2021, it's now available in 15 new markets across the region. So Anguilla, Aruba, Bonaire, British Virgin Islands, Cayman Islands, French Guyana, Guadeloupe, Martinique, Montserrat, Saba, Saint-Barth, Saint-Eustatius? Saint-Martin and Turks and Caicos so voila you could be a, a, a DJ who like runs through all the countries <laughs> getting everyone hyped in the club but a bit more energy please know, no. <laughs> really really dead really really dead <laughs> um, and then now uh, I'd never heard of her before but apparently I know who she is now Jada Chiefs, Chevs, Chiefs. I don't know. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah um, social media babe no? apparently yeah YouTuber um, mother of little babies kids or kid i have no idea how many i, I, I don't mm. i'm not interested in these people but anyway oh little baby mm, yeah she was arrested on gun charges in montego bay e. <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering what the link was i was like mm. yeah um <laughs> along with a member of her entourage gregory white both have been charged with illegal possession of a firearm and ammunition after two guns and 15 bullets were found in their possession they are both on bail and due to appear in the western regional court today um as in officially today wednesday when we were recording wednesday the i don't know what day it is is it payday yet who knows um (laughs) um, so yeah today um she'd flown into the island on a private jet to celebrate her 24th birthday sis did you need guns you're flying on a private jet i'm not understanding apparently she did apparently was part of her look her look so yeah um i'm just 
happy that uh, it's not a thing where she's being treated as if she's above the law. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it's baby boy Jamaican-born Raheem Sterling has officially launched his own clothing line. Obviously, previously he's, okay. he's done partnerships with uh, Clark's. I can't remember the other company he's done partnerships with. I'm forgetting, but he did a major one with Clark's. But now he's officially launched his own clothing line called 1692. He presented the 2021 Autumn Winter Collection at London Fashion Week. The clothing's line, clothing line's name pays homage to the Jamaican earthquake that occurred in 1692, which gave birth to modern Kingston. The collection features uti- utilitarian-inspired silhouettes, neutral tones of navy blues, clean whites, and dark shades of grey and black to represent the industrious land of wood and water surrounding J- Jamaica's capital city. The collection was designed oh. by Raheem Sterling and Samaya Maya. Um... I I actually really love this co- collection. Like, okay, it's supposed to be menswear. Some articles have re- refer- referred to it as uh, unisex. I mean, clothes should have no gender. Clothes can be whatever. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, the clothes. Did you say he had a thing with um with Clark? Sorry. Yeah, he had a um. I think he released maybe some limited edition Clarks with them. Like he did a partnership with them. Okay. I think that was earlier this year or. Quote, I, I'm that feels sure. like a miss a miss opportunity for vibes cartel but okay <laughs> for, real, for real poor poor vibe. um yeah he had loads of people leela ik was there popcorn obviously was there you know you know um, it was so funny because i saw a clip of popcorn i don't remember what uk platform it was but they were like mm. in a trainer shop or whatever and, and they were showing him yeezys like what do you think of these yeezys and he's like i wear that i wear that <laughs> Just didn't rate at all, and then he was picking up the um, yes, sliders and being like, "I river shoes, I river shoes." That <laughs> like, sure? honestly, he's not wrong. Oh, this is quite a nice, um, a nice little set. Some nice colors here. It's I don't mind this. I mean, the prices are probably not what I mm. would spend on clothes. However, if they are that. being ethically made, I didn't check that out. Then um, I would be happy to pay, pay those kind of prices. They look like good quality, so. Mm, the website is beautiful. The website is absolutely impeccable. Impeccable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very well, well done. I feel like yeah, these prices aren't for me, but that's okay. And everything's meant for me, John. Don't say. There so. we go. But I just want to big, <laughs> big him up for launching his. Yeah, and I, I like the homage paid. Um, and then mm. in the final little bit of like updates. Uh, so I missed that, and I, I feel like I mentioned this, but maybe I didn't. Maybe it was in a. I don't know. You saying Bolt released an album? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you guys can't see me. <laughs> I said yes because in reaction to the way that I looked as if to say, what? <laughs> I came closer to the camera to make sure that I was, everything was registering properly. Usain Bolt is a musician now. Apparently so. So um, he released an album a few weeks ago. It debuted on the Billboard reggae charts at number six. Okay. Um, That's not bad. For real. It's a collaborative album with his friend and manager, NJ. The album titled Country Utes was produced by Bolt's own label called A-Team Lifestyle and was released (laughs) on the 3rd of September and sold 1,807 units during its first week. So I had to listen because I was like, Bolt? (laughs) Because what's going on? Exactly. What is going on? Um, I'm just going to say, meh. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. I got to track seven and I was like, meh. Yeah. I went to his little restaurant in Oldgate. He's got a um, restaurant in Oldgate. Like, yeah, it's called like Tracks and Records or Records and Tracks, something like that. And um, that had the same reaction to the oh, music. So I, I, <laughs> I love the idea of like branching out to different things, but can we make mm-hmm, sure that the mm-hmm. quality is like top tier, you know? Yeah. Can we? Yeah, man. All right, so let's. Um, yeah. Let's get into the main stories I have. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Antigua and Barbuda are avoiding swine flu amid nearby oh, outbreaks. So I just wanted to bring this one here um, and now I will realise my point at the end. Anyways, so mm. the local meat industry and wider agricultural sector have so far been spared any impact from the African, African swine fever, which is threatening to decimate the domestic pig population in the neighbouring Dominican Republic. In late July, the Caribbean Agricultural Health and Food Safety Agency issued an advisory for CARICOM member states to intensify protection measures against the 
African swine flu, which is now confirmed to be in the Americas, yeah? According to reports, mm-hmm. the disease which had been considered absent from the Caribbean since 1984 in Haiti and the Dominican Republic since 1981 was first detected in the, the latter country's Monte Cristi province in early July before spreading to over 15 provinces as of late August. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically they were going to... Um, the majority of pigs were not killed directly by the disease but were slaughtered in an attempt to curb the spread. Um, US mm. exports also warned that many more have to be slaughtered, up to half a million, to prevent the complete annihilation of the, of the island's pig population, yeah? Mm. So far, Antigua and Barbuda has managed to avoid any such devastation or threats <clears throat> of it with a ban on pork and pork products from the Dominican Republic swiftly put in place. Mm. Um, so all of this is to say... Good about it ain't pork, innit, man? Ooh, you like your <laughs> I was literally just about to say, <laughs> nine... You know, all that morning cooking up the swine. Obviously, I'm I'm guessing that uh, the UK aren't sourcing their pork from the Caribbean. I mean, we don't know with Brexit, man. They gotta find somewhere. Honestly, to like our meat products, our petroleum, like everything right now is. I wouldn't even. Not that we trusted it before, but I don't. I have no idea what the regulations are right now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's. I feel like it's literally like a free for all. Um, but yeah, that's. That's sticky business, um, but like I said, I don't eat pork, so nothing for me personally, I'm not concerned. Wow. But for everyone else, stay stay safe out there. Guys, did you hear what Nai said? Nai said she don't eat pork, okay? Just remember that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, this story is um, just, it was like a short story that I came across in, obviously, the Jamaica Star. I say obviously, well, <laughs> when I read it, it will be obvious. It was just a short, like, one minute read, and the, t- the headline was, Weird Weird. Um, so the article says people should wear smelly clothes in a bid to save the planet experts have said new research suggests that people are washing their clothing too often and should be cutting back to be more energy efficient the experts recommend that we should be washing jeans just once a month jumpers I've just heard once this before, you know. a fortnight and pyjamas on a weekly basis. However, the Society of Chemical Industry report says that underwear and gym clothes should, mm. should still be washed after each wear. Oh. The study suggests that cleaning less often makes clothes last longer with alternative suggestions such as freezing jeans and steaming knitwear. So I've heard this about denim before because like real true denim isn't meant to be washed regularly like um, because it's like I don't know, like, the way it was made back in the day, but the denim we wear now tends to be, like, thinner and, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same quality. Regardless of what denim I was wearing, I couldn't not wash it because that doesn't sit right with my body and my spirit. These experts, maybe they want to try it out first. I'm guessing maybe they have. That's why they have these findings. Um, I, I can't wash anything less because that all affects my mental, which we'll get to later <laughs> but no thanks but thank you for letting us know i mean, I mean it's always good to know isn't it they said Osola, Osola de Castro said, co-founder, co-founder of the sustainable clothing group Fashion Revolution said, before washing machines mm-hmm. were invented, washing was laborious and exhausting. So there, I mean, it still is for a lot of people because a lot of people actually don't have washing machines. But anyways, so there were yeah. millions of ways to wash less and make clothes last between each wash. I feel like I understand the idea around making them uh, last longer. However, I'm with you now. Uh, don't sit right with my spirit. Uh, there's nothing better than freshly washed clothes and the smell of softener. Yeah. Like, um, um, maybe we can get more eco-friendly, um, um, not fabric softener, detergent, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like maybe there's just other things that can be done, like making sure that you, well, no, because we've got to separate our loads. Um, oh, if we wash at lower temperatures, but then we have to wash certain things at higher temperatures. Um, wait, I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> I mean, some people don't even go into all of that. Like, everything is the same temperature, but we'll, we'll, we won't address What about towels and here. bedding? Okay. Anyway. Um... I, I mean, we know how we were raised. <laughs> <laughs> we know why certain Thanks. things should be boiled, washed. We know certain people yeah. will just go to, go to Ikea, buy bedding, and put it straight on their beds. We know. E. Do you know what I have to say as well? I think this kind of, for me, feels a bit related to the argument of, like, people... Um, hoarding wealth and stuff and like fast fashion like if you're able to make these more conscious decisions then that's great and it'll have a big impact do you know what I mean like I feel like some people don't even have a choice in when they wash their clothes do you know what I mean like they're going to the laundry Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. laundry mat or whatever like on schedule like they're not it is what it is so it's definitely good to be informed and those that can help will 
Um, and I know there's all these studies about how we like wash things too much these days and yada yada yada. But I feel like since olden times when people used to like I don't know I feel like things have changed like, like I feel like we're doing okay with the hygiene nice like, getting stressed I am guys. because remember all those celebrities came out and they weren't washing and I feel like it really affected people because like The Rock had to come out and tweet saying that he did wash and I just feel like this is getting it's getting ridiculous <laughs> like I just guys just you know it's, it's your washing machine do what you want but remember that you will be around other people when you go out in public and like yeah. You you want to smell fresh? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. For real. Okay. Um, the last article is from a UK paper, but it speaks on uh, Caribbean women, um, and also leads nicely into our topic today. So, <laughs> it's from the Voice, and it was its headline was research project offers parenting workshops for African and Caribbean mothers struggling with mental health. So his so African and Caribbean mothers across the UK are being invited to take part in an online parenting course as part of research by Nottingham Trent University. The programme has been devised following <laughs> studies by Dr. Dung Jidong. Uh, he's a black scholar, senior lecturer in psychology at NTU School of Social Sciences, which highlighted the significant gaps in support available to African and Caribbean communities struggling with their mental health in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, It comprises an online intervention called Learning Through Play plus culturally adapted cognitive and behaviour therapy specifically designed for treating postnatal depression among African and Caribbean mothers and improving their child's well-being. Um, I'm going to, in the description, link link to it in case there's any mothers who are listening who want to participate. Um, There was something else I wanted to mention with regarding this it's open to women who are carers like of i think it was children between zero and three so it's not strictly okay. if you like you know the you you birth the child kind of vibes so if you do mm. want to participate check that out um and yeah like i said uh the project will run as a pilot through to summer 2023 eligible eligible participants could receive up to 120 pounds amazon vouchers for 12 sessions of weekly parenting training lasting approximately 45 to 60 minutes per session um so yeah cool much appreciated um so yeah that was the news today guys uh, not too lengthy not too short either hope it was perfect for you guys short sweet and informative thank you Voila. very much Daria. okay so should we get into our main topic today yeah so this week we're going to be talking about um black women and mental health yeah trigger warning for anybody who's listening who doesn't want to listen maybe this is not the episode for mm-hmm. you um and we will see you next week but if you do feel like you can listen i just want to put a trigger warning there that we will be discussing mental health and all that it encompasses Mm -hmm. so i did say black women um i will touch on black people in general a little bit but the focus will be on black women um did you have anything you wanted to start off with otherwise i can read us a couple of things to get us going yeah do you want to dive into some stats for us plus i shall i shall um, okay, so there was a conference uh, in 2019 uh, by the National Black Members, um, and it spoke about black women specifically and mental health problems. And they said that um, black women experience increased rates of mental health problems compared to other races in the UK. This is a fact. There's nothing else to say about that. That's just the fact there. So I'm going to leave that, give that some air. Um, so according to a mental health bulletin, nearly 5,000 black British people per 100,000 black people access mental health services in 2014 and 15. 12.7% of those were in contact with mental health and learning disability services spent at least one night in hospital that year. Um, which I think is quite, um, I think it's quite noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I wanted to read out was in relation to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So... Um, there's been an added added burden of childcare and housework for many women, but evidence shows that it was more likely to affect black women and also on top of that worrying about losing their jobs and falling into debt and struggling to cope. And according to a, two, uh, a COVID-19 survey by Forward UK uh, ran earlier this year, 
three in five of the participants Mm -hmm. have seen their mental health worsen during the pandemic and 52% consider their mental health support um, an urgent need. So I just thought I would um, say that to kind of um, create context around what we're talking about. Mm, Yeah, I think it's an important topic to talk about as black women. How do you view your mental health and how do you practice things to take care of your mental health? Mm. So... I used to look at my mental health um, rarely at all. I only used to kind of look after myself when I felt like I was really struggling. Mm. Otherwise, I would kind of put things to the back of my mind and compartmentalise. Um, mm. I was often called compartmentalised queen, which is not a title that one should wear with honour, but it was what it was. Mm. I'm sure some of you can relate. Mm. Um, now, however, I am more into being aware So I'm more into mindfulness and noticing things around me about myself, how I respond in certain situations and just what's the best for me. So I try and I try and do that. I've had like um, group mindfulness sessions before and I've uh, started reading a couple things trying to help me. So that's what I'm on. But it's, it's hard work. Like it's not just I'm saying it all like, oh, yeah, like it's been so great. But it's um. It's just baby steps, really. Mm. What about yourself? I think what you said there is really important, that it is hard work, because I think a lot of people think that when they start to, quote-unquote, work on their mental health or if they experience things that, you know, like a, a, a crisis in their mental health, because that's normally when people mm-hmm. reach out for help, um, Yeah. that it's going to be, quote-unquote, easy. Like, you'll just go to see a therapist and then... Yeah things will be fixed because you'll be talking to quote unquote fixed because you'll be talking to somebody but like as somebody who has done therapy not currently in therapy but is definitely going to go back and be more consistent with it shout out to Mm. empress because she's been on me about that (laughs) um but uh, um it's it's really hard work having to confront um traumas um just habits but what I will say is it's really worth it. And obviously I'm talking from a place of privilege, like I can afford I can afford to pay a therapist, you know? And mm-hmm. also to say that finding a therapist, especially as a black woman, can be very, very, very difficult. I mean, not can be, is very, very difficult. I mean, there are mm-hmm. resources that we will definitely share, like the Black and Asian Therapist Network in the UK. Yeah. Um, that gives you like a whole roster. I mean, there are white therapists on there don't know what they're doing there but <laughs> we'll not comment anymore on that sounds, sounds like hinge when you put in uh, african descent as <laughs> a person you're like you're like oh <laughs> i did not ask for you deceptive <laughs> exactly um yeah so if you i i think therapy is a great way to go and i know that everybody says like and I've always been an advocate, like, yeah, everybody should do therapy. But sometimes I think that, um, especially if I think about some of my friends who are queer, like sometimes therapy is not a safe space for them, especially if the person who's who's your your practitioner um, Mm. holds views uh, prejudicial, that's the word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Views, or they haven't, they haven't been trained to um, understand... Put their bias to one side? Yeah, or un- understand uh, queer experiences or experiences that possibly trans people have, you know? Like, it's... Uh... So, yeah, I-, I read an article. I might link I might link that in the description, too, uh, of someone who spoke on that. I can't remember the name of the person, unfortunately, um, but I will link that in the description. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point because, like, reading can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to mention one book I have. It's kind of bait, though, um, but it's called um, The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris, and I think it's great. Um, it focuses on the six principles of um, ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. Mm. Like, I won't talk about it too much because I'm not a professional, but the book is, like, really accessible and, like, uh, you know it's quite affordable if you maybe can't try other methods but you can basically go through the book and take what applies to you and then disregard the rest like you might find just one thing in this book where you're like oh do you know what like it helps me to focus on xyz when I'm stressed for example like your breathing or like 
something you haven't even thought of maybe but it helps you to like like it says accept things and even just like notice around you like what is good for you and, and what's not so yeah I think reading can be a help oh definitely podcast too as well yeah podcast too if you want a podcast to listen to that speaks more mm-hmm. in depth about that um not just for men but it is Alex's time to talk um also mm. get his book which is not just beneficial to black men but i believe all men especially when it comes to talking about mental health we will link his book again time to talk how men think about love belonging and connection in um the description i also follow um gilen kinwani I hope mm-hmm. I pronounced her name correctly. Um, she's a psychology scholar and she published a book this year called Living While Black, The Essential Guide to Overcoming Racial Trauma. Um, mm. And in the book, she brings together like case studies, research and effective coping techniques from her anti-racist a- academy and award nominated blog, Race Reflections, which is supposed to like help readers to set psychological boundaries and process trauma, protect children from racism, handle difficult race-based race based conversations, understand the complexities of black love and find connection, beauty and joy in the world. Um, mm. And I think I, I bring that book up to say that... Um, racism has such an impact on black people's mental health especially when they are living deep within babylon i mean everywhere is babylon but like (laughs) i'm talking specifically about you know western western countries do you think that if you lived and this is not to say that your mental health is not uh great right now because i i i don't know that i don't know whether it's great you know i don't know you you formerly the compartmentalization's queen so you know um but that's to say that do you think that your mental health would improve if you did not live in babylon anymore if you didn't live in babylon i think if i had a support network yeah um mm. whenever i watch foreign films um and say the film is set like in I don't know, South Korea or something, and people living there um, have a sense of belonging because they step outside their house and people around them look like them. Like, I'm I'm sure it's like a... Mm. I always think when I watch that and the main character is from that place, like, oh, that must be lovely. But then you also watch films where people, people go back to, like, their country of origin and it's not so sweet because of, like, all of the disconnects that you might have, mm-hmm. um, despite feeling like a way in your heart. So I, I think it's just down to a support network and... I think wherever I was, like I'd be pretty, uh, I'd be pretty good on that. So I, I think I, I would be happier for sure. Um, but it might just be like a massive adjustment. Um, mm. What do you think? Uh, definitely, that's why I left London a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, are you not in Bab? Like I don't know. Like I'm still in Babylon. I don't know obviously, Babylon. yeah. If, but my my end my end goal is not to live in Babylon. So this is mm, another is another stop stop stopgap for me but I think you said something really important you touched on something important about support networks Mm. within your your support network do you uh and I'm talking specifically about your support network the the black women in your support network do you guys talk Mm. a lot about um mental health um and if you if you do has, has it always been that way or is it is it something that you you guys have like grown into because I know for me uh I didn't talk about mental health for a while with a lot of people uh, in my mm. support support network. I think the question is, do we talk about mental health without saying it is or what it is, or we move? Mm. I think that could be mm, that could that. be the crucial question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm playing. So a lot of it, I feel like some of us are stuck in the ways of like don't want to burden anyone just want to get on with it like wherever that stems from everyone's got different experiences but there's quite a lot of that but I feel like we've definitely grown into the whole thing of like letting your friends know like you can talk to us anytime we're here to listen no judgment and I think what we what we've got really good at is giving people space mm-hmm. so when you're younger like it's all about jumping on MSN at whatever time, <laughs> making sure everyone's there, logged in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, clock in, clock out. Like, you must be there. But now, like, we're how many years older? And if people aren't replying, obviously, you check, you check they're good. But, like, you know what I mean? If, if they're alive and well, like, um, they're not replying, their phone's on DND, or they're just taking, like, a few days to themselves. Like, I think everyone is good now. 
especially post COVID on just being like, you know what, that person is just personing, you know, like, um, <laughs> um, I can't believe back in the day, whenever I remember this, when we were all like early teens, we used to send text messages and at the end you'd write TB, like text back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the children it. children do not know about this. They don't <laughs> Can know. you imagine? They don't know, they don't know about life before being able to see people's status. Oh my uh, Ooh, you know, like, they don't they don't know any of this but yeah I, I think we're we're all um pretty good but we're all at different points in our journeys of being able to talk about things I'm still mm-hmm. not a talker I don't know if that is I mean it, it works for me I think but like I don't know if I could be doing better you know I think there's a lot to a lot to learn but I think the the group is pretty good what would you say I think for me because I have I I struggle with depression and anxiety. Uh, mm. I think that uh, my support network um, <clears throat> have always spoken about men, men, mental health um, because I feel like in some ways they've been confronted by it with me or they've been confronted by their own problems with uh, their mental health. So <laughs> I think it's always been a something that we've talked about whether or not you know i think there is that whole thing of black women um you know perpetuating the whole i'm strong i don't need to talk about stuff like yes that happens and the whole like you said Mm. you know it is where it is we move kind of kind of vibes but it's in that kind of space where you take a breath and you're kind of like but my my friends do this a lot and i appreciate my my support network do a lot is like but actually are you good though? <laughs> like, are you actually, like, actually, like, um, what's good? Um, yeah. Mm. But I, I know that a lot of people don't have access to support networks, you know. When I first moved to Brussels, I think that that was the hardest thing because your people are not near, you know. You have to create your mm. another community. Uh, um, so, yeah, that, that can be difficult. Um, but, yeah, yeah. You, your mental health doesn't, you know, stay the same throughout your entire life. Some people just never true. have any have any issues. I, I I say issues. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Hmm. I don't know um, if that's the right word to use. Challenges. Yeah, challenges maybe. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, it could be like on a spectrum, isn't it? Because some people may experience like um, bouts of anxiety, but don't have anxiety. You know what I mean? Or like mm-hmm, might experience mm-hmm. like like certain things like that but yeah I, I honestly think that the people around you have such a big impact and um yeah I know you spoke earlier um on about um the impact of the pandemic like let's mm. go into that a little bit because for me the pandemic was probably one of the best things for my mental health to be honest uh mm. because I didn't have to do things like socialize, which give me anxiety. So, yeah. so like I'm the probably the opposite to a lot of people who were just like I was so happy to be on my own and in my mm. yard by myself and just focusing on myself. Um, whereas I know a lot of people that was not fun for them, you know. Yeah. So, I I like socializing with people, but only certain people and only for a certain amount of time Mm. so I enjoyed it because I love my own company and I think that's something that um can really help you with your mentor as well when you learn to like love your own company and just chilling on your ones like it's just Mm -hmm. it's lazy um however for me it wasn't so much the the social obligations that I was happy to miss because because I that was a bit like eh, up and down at times but it was the not having to go into my office that really had my mental like doing high numbers because as in in a, in a good way like I was happy yeah. to not be in the office um, I think that really really helped me having my like having autonomy having control over my day more it was unprecedented like I just, <laughs> I just, just a wild scene it was just fantastic like I can't even yeah man that was absolutely beautiful I think those people that miss the office and I can't wait to get back, I cannot relate any less. Like, I don't know what you guys are on. I really, I hear that. Um, yeah, Bon, uh, 
but working in the offices don't like anybody yeah anyway. <laughs> honestly not joking i mean yeah just just kidding um but yeah a lot of us at work face a lot of issues that are common so um just bear with me a minute just check the workplace is not a safe space for your mental health especially if you don't like your job um, oh yeah I, I don't well the co- corporate work I, I guess all jobs really because they're all mm. about mostly about capitalism are not Eek. healthy for you the whole structure of working 30 plus hours a week is stupid and dumb and just ridiculous we're actually not built to do that but that's for a whole other episode we should, we should definitely go into that one day um how it's yeah. a scam. um and we all know it's so, a scam yeah but yeah here we are it's like you can't jump off the conveyor belt i mean you can and and be an entrepreneur like like cool like do your thing but it's not um it's not that simple and that accessible to everyone um for many different reasons but talking about the workplace uh, i've got a couple of things here that can people can see as like barriers to actually accessing mental health Mm -hmm. um and uh things that um can make your mental health worse so obviously we're talking about like racism and discrimination in the workplace. This can be in the form of like overt racism, covert racism, microaggressions, mm-hmm. like people asking you like what Jay Huss's song Biff Daddy is all about, just out of the blue asking you if you can explain it to people. Mm. Uh, personal anecdote that is. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, feeling like um, other... If you do try and get help, feeling like a white co-worker in HR or even a white healthcare professional is not able to fully mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. your racism and discrimination that you're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, your mental health issues not seen as uh, important and just not recognised. That can be quite quite frustrating to deal with. Yeah. Um, uh, stereotyping can obviously be a barrier. Um, some white people believe that black people with mental health issues uh, become angry or aggressive um, and they let their unconscious biases seep through into that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stigma around mental illness as well, which um, can make some people feel ashamed or um, cautious about coming forward, especially in a workplace where they fear that that could impact their like career path or success, mm-hmm. which I think is, is, is very valid. Um, we don't live in like a um prejudice free world no definitely and uh yeah i i know that our current where we work currently is is doing it doing up performative, <gasps> doing up performative uh, mental health and racism talks and all this i don't know what they are but i don't know what they are i don't even know what to call them i don't know how to articulate what it's, just, yeah, it's performance anyway uh confirm exit meeting yes <laughs> they don't they don't, they don't. <laughs> They don't care. They just don't care. Uh, no. What what things would you say can help uh, with managing any challenges you have with your mental health with regards to like work, like any coping mechanisms? If you can be at home, be at home, wherever it takes. Uh, that's my first one. <laughs> <laughs> or if you need to be around people, maybe go to like a, a workspace. If you're a person that needs social interaction. Mm consider that don't don't lock yourself off just because others find it beneficial if you are in the office um i would say you need to develop like a a screen like a face uh perhaps some um yeah and perhaps some um a script that you can follow you know (laughs) like when when arcs for example let's do some role play Hmm. daria how was your weekend i'm a colleague not a friend it was good thanks (laughs) <laughs> perfect <laughs> moving on nice. do you know what I mean like <laughs> I, I fucking hate when they do that shit I'm just like me and you are a friend you know is it your weekend was good was it oh my mine was was fucking mental I got pissed I was in the gutter but my ex had to come lift, lift me up I nearly broke my arm I, I drove into a, a safe way like I can't <laughs> 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 taking it back um I feel also get your corporate email replies on job. Like have some set replies to things. Mm-hmm. If someone's chasing you about something, 
and you don't know how to respond, just get your save all your replies after a while because it will save you time as well. One thing I would really like to say as well, um, and this can be found on an Instagram account called Work Chronicles. They have a lot of like fun comics that mm. will lighten up your day, yeah. But one in particular is now this depends very much on the industry you work in and what your plans are in terms of um career advancement. But if possible, don't um when you're given a task, or more than one task, I should say, don't rush to complete it uh, because you want to impress. You will be given more tasks, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I know in some industries, like you have to do all the tasks and get more because you're trying to, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. So I know this won't apply to all. But for those of you that think telling your manager that you finished something two hours early will not just have you with more tasks and staying late. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a cold world do you understand so that will help you don't do anything expecting anything back as well not in terms of if you're meant to get a pay rise please expect it <laughs> but, I mean, but I mean don't be thinking oh, I'm gonna stay late and help out this person and then maybe they'll help me no like they might do but do things because you want to do it not because you'll burn yourself very quickly mm-hmm. um, those are my kind of the mechanisms make sure you're hydrated all throughout the day um, because you'll work better and more efficiently. As hard as it is, take your break, uh, even if it's a shorter one, because you'll be more productive, not for your manager, but for you to be able to finish on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like try and have a little um, click that you feel you can fuck with at work so that you can maybe bounce ideas off each other and get you through the day together. Hmm. That's what I would say. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here, man. I mean... Also, who dreams of labour? Like, just try to get out of it if you can. <laughs> like, Marry rich. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think that's not a solution because that can cause further stress. Of course. Um, yeah. I wanted to... There were... Oh, go on. No, go, go. No, I was going to talk about other things that I think can impact uh, mental health of black people in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, go, go. Just... No, go for it. Okay. So, it's kind of... It's linked to social media and um, images and videos that are often shown uh, of our community. So obviously, like, the ones that might come to mind are, like, any, like, police brutality videos or, like, protests or even, like, people sometimes post up videos from, like, um, uh, like their own camera footage of, like, a robbery or just, like, things that maybe you don't want to see. I'd say, like, really try and curate your news feed mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. negatively impacting you. And even if you think it's not having a negative impact, um, it, it could be doing something anyway. So just try and be like aware of that, I, I would say. And then on top of that, I think something that, that upsets me a lot on social media is black people laughing at black people that have mental illnesses doing something quote-unquote funny on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it it gets my spirit lower than lower than low like my voice is even breaking guys it's if you know like when you see like the local like homeless person who's not doing well or something and people there's a difference between laughing with someone and like brightening up their day and vice versa but like embarrassing someone for the internet you belong in hell so I feel like reporting those kind of things because they also kind of perpetuate negative stereotypes about mental illness as well and like it just it's just not a good. It's just not a good um, vibe for anyone. So I feel like if um, you see shit on social media that's damaging to the community, if you can stay away from it or report it, that could be good because it really does affect a lot of us. I think negatively. No, you said something important as well in terms of like black people mm. um, and how they interact and talk about like mental health or perceive it. Mm, because mm. obviously we both grew up in Caribbean households and I know that was literally never, never a topic of conversation in in our household. Yeah, I think it can also, some people in the black community can equate mental illness with weakness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's it's just so damaging and heartbreaking because some things, if you just do some research... But you can't control a chemical imba- imbalance, yeah, so really. don't know what's weak about that. None of the other ones are weak um, anyway, but I'm just highlighting that point. And then if sometimes, you know, it's not about just um, pulling up 
We'll say your bootstraps. I don't even yeah. know the phrase. Put, put yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, man, that one. Maybe if I knew the phrase, I'd be doing better. But sometimes it's just not that simple. There, there are some times when, you know, uh, the older generation might say that we're being snowflakes or we're not being tough enough. Yeah, that, that can be a different conversation. But sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not a matter of just getting up and getting to it. It's really, it's really not. So It's really sitting with yeah. feelings. I think that's another thing that we don't mm. do a lot we don't actually sit with feelings um mm-hmm. and i think that's so necessary uh even if at times the feelings can be overwhelming uh i wanted to ask you a question just to kind of like mm. round off this convo but like um what advice would you give to your younger self regarding mental health and specifically your mental health um Listen to your mum. She knows best. Ooh. Yeah. Um, wow, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even ready <laughs> for my own answer. <laughs> but no, yeah, because um, she was always um, pro-black everything, black features, black hair. Um, we had so many um, books in our house about, um, great black people we had board games that would teach you things like all of this stuff mm-hmm. and like she was just my dad as well but my mom was just like a fountain of knowledge and whenever I was on my self-love journey that a lot of black people experience not all but a lot mm-hmm. through like my uh maybe like from your age 10 to 16 ish like mm-hmm. it would have been great if I could have like internalized more of what she was saying mm-hmm. um and yeah, just just appreciating uh, beauty more. But it's it's hard because as a kid, like you really can't see beyond like your own uh, box sometimes. You know what I mean? But yeah, listen listen to mother. She she knows what's up. Mm. What about you? Um, I would say it's you don't always have to do everything or even be the best at what you are doing. Um, Because I think- It's a big one. For a lot of black women and just black people in society in general, we do know we have to work 10 times as hard, you know? Um, And I think always always wanting to do, you know, taking on too much, just taking on too much and then holding all of that stuff, carrying it, working, working through it, even though, mentally like physically one you're already exhausted but mentally like it, it's it's so damaging so uh yeah that's what i would say yeah i think um it can be hard because a lot of us you know when we were growing up heard that we have to work double or triple mm-hmm. as hard as our white counterparts to get half as much or whatever which still range true in, in a lot of spaces mm-hmm. so it can make you burn out but you have to also like be kind to yourself. I think something that I've learned mm-hmm. um, in doing the, the sessions I was talking about, um, looking after yourself, how you speak to yourself mm-hmm. um, is so important. Yeah, like, even if you're, you're not having a great day, the words you use to describe yourself or those internal uh, monologues you have mm-hmm. can have a real impact on how you move and how you go around this world. So just try and... Speak to yourself like you're speaking to your best friend, your sister, your mom. Like uplift yourself because your thing is you're doing your best, and your best might look different every day, mm-hmm. but you're doing your best. I'm into that. I think that was such a beautiful way to end that segment. Thank you, no. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, here every week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I do have a big up this week. Mm. I did promise from last week that I would actually she did. do the big up. So I feel like I've mentioned them bef- before word. in terms of a um, a, uh, a government, um, oh, what are they called? Petition. But I'm going to mm-hmm. just re-mention, re-mention? That's not even a word. Anyway. We love it. Them again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Sister Space. So I want to big up Sister Space. They were founded in November 2015. It's a community non a community-based non-profit initiative created to bridge the gap in domestic abuse services for African heritage women and girls. They combine the specific needs of African heritage families with expertise in domestic abuse services. They offer a variety of services such as advice, advocacy, one-on-one support, group sessions, support in court and educational classes. 
Um, they came about um, due to... Uh, I, I actually can't even go into why they came about because even when I, I reread the story today, I actually cried. So I, I advise okay. you to go and see why they came about. But um, support, donate, they're a, a very important organisation doing amazing things for black women, um, run by black women. So support the team, you know. Cool. Support the team. Um, thanks, that sounds, that sounds good. Um, one thing I have here is Forward UK. Mm-hmm. So um, they do a lot to um, assist black women with their mental health. Um, also, if you just go to uh, mentalhealth.org.uk, um, there's a, there's resources there, and I think a couple of just important things that I didn't mention in the main segment, but like, black men are more likely to have experienced a psychotic disorder in the last year compared to white men, and that's in um, 2020 to 2021, mm. and black people are four times more likely to be detained under the Mental Health Act than mm. white people, so. Um, yeah, you can find like stats like that and just resources that link directly to those things if you're been affected by anything like that specifically. Um, so yeah, they've got um, local minds, Black Minds Matter, Sharing Voices, mm-hmm. all of that is available there. Um, the Black Ballad also have some really interesting articles. Mm. So yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, in light of all of that... Um, is there anything that's made you happy this week? Because it's good when you're maybe going through things as well to try and do one thing for yourself if you can or think of one thing that's maybe uplifted you a little bit. Or exercise, gratitude. Um, I got out of the city. Mm. I got out of the city this weekend um, mm. and I actually took a step away from drowning in my thesis for a minute and got out of the, <laughs> got out of the city, visited a new city I'd never been to in Belgium. So... Yeah, that was that was really refreshing, refreshing, <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> it was really refreshing, <laughs> really refreshing, um, and actually gave uh, gave me a, a clearer mind to come back to my thesis and literally power through, which is what I'm doing now. So yeah, what about you? Um, I went to my girl's wedding <gasps> and it was it was fire, man. I was so happy. I. Yeah, man, I was on cloud nine. Aww. So, yeah, that's what brought me joy. Okay, guys. What brought you guys joy? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Let <laughs> us know. Um, yeah, but we'll see you again next week. So, take cool. care, stay blessed. And all Look after yourselves. Bye, guys. <laughs>